El nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich de McDonald's es crujiente, tiernito, jugoso. Es pollo en la McDonald's, un mordisco y wow. es el nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Para pa, pa, pa. En McDonald's participantes. For three years, we loved his humor and wit and occasional serialization, while hating his penchant for procedural poppycock. Now that Netflix has grabbed the baton and trimmed the fat, what say we now about Lucifer? You said But God. first, I did. I'm David C. Robertson. The man you just heard is Jason Goss. Hi. And this is DC On Screen, where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we really don't want it to be. If it's been released, it's fair game, so beware of spoilers. And welcome to the show. I, I'm going to keep having problems with this. I feel like Orson Welles in, in the, uh, the P the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, the, the project's upcoming and past. For, for some reason, I like the way it's written, but it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's not mm. easy on the ear. Yeah. So, you know, I might have to change that because it's just, it just doesn't, it doesn't flow. For projects past and future? I, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's all about like finding something that my tongue can manage. <laughs> yeah. Which is difficult. It tends to be sometimes. Yeah. One might say it's almost like I shouldn't be doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if it, And it would seem that way if if there were any legitimate qualifiers that could tell someone they shouldn't be doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. But now anyone can do these fuckers. So, uh, yeah, join in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we are on Patreon. D, uh, sorry, patreon.com slash DC on screen. And uh, thank you guys so much. The people who who uh, go to the lengths of, of supporting us in this endeavor. Uh, it, it makes me happy. Fills my heart with warmth and joy mm-hmm. to know that people are out there willing to throw money at us mm-hmm. to make this stuff. And we just made it... Uh, a little more uh, tempting, I guess I'll say, to to at least become a one dollar patron, though no one has yet. Um, mm. But both tiers now, the one dollar and the five dollar, have uh, the episodes our normal episodes ad free, and uh, so, and then the, of course the five dollar tier, you get chasing squirrels, you get warm ups, you get uh, Jason's pull list, mostly Jason's pull list at this point. Oh, um, Marvel thing. reviews. It is a yeah. Yeah, and you do a good job with it, man. Thank you. I usually binge them like three at a time, so. Yes, that's like <laughs> an hour and a half. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I wind up like binging them. Like, uh, like I this week I've been on a huge Freakonomics binge. Yeah, I understand. So, yeah, I, I the only thing I think I, I listen to regularly is the Social Media Marketing Podcast and uh, Imaginary Worlds. I'll listen to that every time they put out a new episode. Mm. I, my list is several dozen. Oh, Conan. Conan, I listen to Conan every every week. Yeah, that thing's delightful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, I mean, it would it would be an entire podcast me just talking about the podcast I listen to. It's dozens. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I listen to a ton every of stuff. single week. <laughs> and then I always have one that I've found that's got a catalog of like 150 that I'm binging after that, and then that adds to mm-hmm. the dozens. It's it's, it's untenable. Mm-hmm. And I, I always I I usually wind up bringing up uh, Squadcast on this show, and I usually will like get two or three weeks behind on the proper suicide uh, squad cast show. And then I'll wind up doing like, I don't know, a month of, of fans without borders where I'm just finding out what, what Ray and Brent are squabbling about for the mm. next, for the last month. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, so yeah, I, I get I get to yours every once in a while. Well, <laughs> um, well, Lucifer, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I guess absolutely, absolutely. Weirdly, absolutely. I said this before. I've said this on the regular feed, and I think you agreed with me once you finished it. If this had been the show the entire time, I would have been excited about watching it the entire time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, they they really did. They they trimmed off the fat, and uh, I mean, it was still it was still a little fat, but there was still you know there were still crimes being solved, but they right. they were solving those crimes over a couple episodes, and, and it was feeding into the main story. Like it, it felt like they used more of the Veronica Mars method than like the Law and Order method this time. Right. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where the, that's one of the things that's always really annoyed me about the show is that like every week there was a crime to be solved and somehow it played into whatever Lucifer was going through. Yeah, it played into whatever emotional lesson he was trying to learn that time. Um, mm-hmm. And it even when it did it well, when you know that's the note they're going to be playing, you're still just, man, come on. Yeah. You, you've used that trick like 27 times this season. And they also had a, somehow they also had like a real a real. The uh, problem with leaning on this one gag where Lucifer goes to the person that he's pretty sure is the murderer and goes, what is it you desire? And then they have like, uh, they build it up like he's about to say it. And then it's something silly. And oh, he's not the murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I just I want don't, to play ping pong in my underwear. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel like they did that too much this season. And the, I, one of the things you have to just kind of lean into the idea that there's going to be these, these procedural storylines that are going to tie into what Lucifer is going through. And that's just the show. They told us they weren't going to change it. So I really tried to not let that bother me this time. What yeah. I did love though, it was something is, that even when we were doing the episodic reviews of Lucifer, <clears throat> we would like, we would get annoyed at ourselves by kind of every episode that we did being continually annoyed by that. Mm hmm. And uh, this was a bit of a reprieve. Like, it's a, it's a thing that I kind of resent. Like, we wouldn't have been as annoyed by our own episodes mm-hmm. had they been doing it differently than the whole time. But we were kind of bitching about you need to do this differently. Yeah. But, you know, what? I, one of the things I loved about this was this season was their, the way they used the procedural as, like, their metaphor for their, their, their relationships. Like, they were just, you know, like... They really just wanted to get back to normal, and they just couldn't figure out how to do it. Mm, yeah, like there and there were there seemed to be a lot of like you know oh well here's a crime and Lucifer's back he, he you know he might show up but it's not the same it's weird stuff isn't right yeah I enjoyed all of that I I, I and oh my gosh okay here's the thing I could have used a lot more of like we have Eve the first woman she comes back mm-hmm. uh and she and Lucifer get get back together and basically just start wreaking havoc or really just exact justice on like one dude. Yeah. Um, really would have loved to have seen more of that, but I understand at the same time that like, it would have been so much harder for Chloe to forgive Lewis Lucifer if he did any more than what he did. Yeah. He, he, he pushed, he went too far and he, he came back and he threw a dude out of the window and broke the dude's back, which, uh, you know, Guy was a sex trafficker, piece of shit. So, oh, complete hey. piece of shit. But a, the scene was awesome because we got to see mm-hmm. him actually use some of his powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, it really it it showed you how much of an influence Eve can be on him. And then C, you got to see the like the aftermath is 
uh, Chloe gets to watch him come back from that and kind of, uh, he knows he went too far. Like the show learned yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. It was, again, something they're doing this season that was kind of fresh for them was he he learned lessons and actually changed his behavior as a result of them. Yeah. I, I enjoyed his arc. I enjoyed uh, him trying to figure out why he had devil wings. That was all pretty powerful. Like he mm-hmm. looked at his wings and they weren't the same. They were, you know, all deviled. Yeah. And uh, I even liked Chloe's bit where she was like, she went abroad and found Father Kinley. I think his that name was. was. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think it was Kinley because it kept reminding of uh, Father McKenzie. Um, <laughs> it was either Kinsey or Kinsey. Oh, I forget which one it was. But it was yeah, Kinley. Um, the dude... That they caught me really early. Those first few episodes, and I, I watched this uh, season about a month ago, so I only remember the parts that I really liked at this point. To be yeah, honest. I'm sorry, you were waiting on me. <laughs> but I did really love. Like I watched it probably in about three viewings, and mm-hmm. in the first one, um, I so I mean I probably watched three and a half episodes on average. And the first one, the one that really got me was those first few episodes where the the big reveal is, um. Chloe wasn't just out of town. She was literally at the Vatican, or I, I think it was supposed to be the Vatican. She was in Italy, oh. you know, the, the center of uh, uh, traditional Christian uh, Catholicism, at least, and mm-hmm. was trying to dive into the the idea of the devil and blah, blah. Like, she, the re- one of the reasons I really liked it was because it made what we thought was going to be the series finale uh, meaningful. Mm-hmm. Like, it gave me a lot of hope that they didn't just go back to, oh, Chloe just doesn't believe him or something it wasn't because it looked like that if you watch the first part of the first episode even it looked like that but you get to the kind of the end of the first episode and you realize like oh no 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 she totally believes it Mm -hmm. she's going undercover to try to take him down now and um she teams up with the priest and uh like that first little arc where she's undercover working for the vatican trying to take down the devil i kind of thought okay man I, i i mean i had really no expectations for what they would do with lucifer on netflix but Damn, they're doing something with actual Lucifer, not, you know, yeah. not uh, the club owner of Lux or just leaning on Tom Ellis being a charming motherfucker. Like, they're actually mm-hmm. doing something with his character that involves him being, you know, fucking Lucifer. And I did love that opening bit where he's he's playing Radiohead in the club over a course of several nights. <laughs> yeah. That was that was fantastic. That was good. That was kind of that was compelling by itself. Um yeah, it it it, it kind of it caught me off guard how much I was c- compelled by this show early on, and then even what they did with the priest later, where he uh, you know comes a I mean he goes to hell essentially, and mm-hmm. it, it, he had a good arc. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, in this show, what you see, and it, it, I love playing with the themes like this. Like you see Lucifer, um, who by the way, one of my favorite parts of you know Neil Gaiman's idea of Lucifer. I think this was Neil Gaiman's invention or his turn on it was, and and they've said it in the show when he's been doing one of his bits, one of the more meaningful bits when it was on uh, television, when he actually kind of um, yells at the sky kind of, and and Mm -hmm. says like, you, you give, you give all these people, all these humans at all these chances. And I made one fucking mistake. Oh my God. That's a compelling fucking argument. I love that. And um, yeah, they're playing with the idea that like, at this point, you're rooting for Lucifer. You're rooting for the, you know, the the king of demons, all the the ruler of hell. Mm-hmm. And this priest finds a way to go side so sideways that he's not going to make it into heaven. Mm-hmm. These are the ideas that you should have been playing with the whole time. I fucking love it. Yeah, and I do. I I feel like they they kind of glossed over it, but there was a bit in the comics, and it's been forever. So for, forgive me. Uh, but there was a bit in the comics where it was like, "No, you idiot. That's 
he didn't banish you to hell. Hell was your gift. This was a reward for doing a job well done. Like, oh my God, you totally tried to usurp me. <laughs> Have a place to rule, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did you try, you almost you almost managed it. You know what? I've got a job for you. It's kind of like when you uh, the, there's a, a saying among lawyers: if you uh, if you're in a courtroom and somebody beats you, hire that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has that feel to it. Like, damn, dude, you somebody yeah, was so- bound to come up and, and try to take my throne, and you did a really good job. Here, uh, I've got a really important job for you. Um, so yeah, I, 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 have always loved all of the celestial stuff and I want to know more about the history of the world, honestly, like this and the history of this universe, as far as the show is concerned, uh, every mention of Lilith, for instance, yeah. had, had me, uh, had my ears perk up like, Oh, Oh, yeah. you're doing Lilith. Oh, yeah. of course. Because, because mazes of the Lilith. Okay. That, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. I hadn't really even thought about the actual it. mother yes, of eternity. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. What's, what's going on there. And I'm dismayed because I feel like we're not going to get, we're not going to get a chance for that. Pro- but I mean, maybe not, but as much as this, uh, turned a new leaf going into this fourth season, Mm-hmm. Um, and they got they got a lot done. I mean, th- to be able to deal with Eve and kind of they kind of put her in a pocket by the end of the season. Like it was it was not about literally. They had an episode titled "All About Eve," mm-hmm. and by the end of the season, it really had nothing to do with her. Like it was really back to their main characters and and Lucifer's quest and his you know what the fucking titular character of the show back to his story. Mm-hmm. I think they could get a lot done. I mean, we could get into, you know, God and Lilith and, and stuff like that by the end of this season. Yeah. And I, I was really interested in Eve, though. I, I liked her character a lot. Like, at times she was kind of annoying. And then it was like, nope, nope, there's some depth there. Yeah. And then by the point where it's like, there, like the last bit of the season is just like, oh, my gosh, dude, he's just not that into you. Stop freaking out about Lucifer. Yeah. And you're also like rooting for Maze, though, because suddenly Maze is interested in somebody. And of course it's Eve. Of, of course. course it is. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, can you blame her? I mean, damn. <laughs> yeah. I it the like the Lucifer and Eve thing. It was it was uh, it was like a Bonnie and Clyde situation. I, it, mm-hmm. They weren't gonna make it, and it 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 would be fun to see like what what would a Maze Eve situation really turn into. Um, it, and the weird part is like I think you've seen enough character development from Maze, and she was one of the characters when it was on network TV that still managed to have a, a fair amount of development mm-hmm. like you you really got to see some moments with her that were uh i don't know i mean almost tear-jerking at times like uh, especially yeah. her love for trixie like uh, like you got to see her grow a lot mm-hmm. and to see a demon turned into someone that you're rooting for because they've really grown as a person and and uh they've got a lot of empathy that they didn't have when you were introduced to them yeah it would be kind of fun to see her be like a nurturing character to somebody like eve who was I guess as the you know first maternal figure supposed to be nurturing, but ends up uh, being kind of like a. She has a little bit of a vibe of like a teenage mom not accepting the re- responsibility kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of weight on her shoulders, and she finally gets the chance to to remove that weight, and she just goes crazy with it. Yeah, I, I can they, see that. Yeah, they could do a lot with that. I'm. Uh, I was very happy with uh, with Dan being a douche again. <laughs> I liked how much he was hurting over over Charlotte. I I enjoyed all of that, man. Like, oh, actually, the thing I really loved about him this season was the way he approached Lucifer. Was early on in the episodes, he puts his foot in the in the in the ground and says, "We're not friends. You don't talk to me that way. That's not our relationship." Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought that makes the the most sense. 
overall that meant that yes yes that is how they should be interacting mm-hmm and i like that like we got that bit about him being he was the corrupt cop a few seasons ago mm-hmm. and ever since then we've been slowly and too slowly for my for my uh taste but slowly getting deeper into this idea that dan is really in a lot of ways not a good guy yeah he runs off with maze and exacts justice himself he kind of goes to bad guys and tips them off on lucifer like what the hell dude like what is your problem yeah (laughs) he's just a frustrated piece of shit i mean he's that you kind of root for i mean you it's 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 a show where in general you watch it hoping people do better (laughs) like that's one of the main hooks of watching lucifer is it's a bunch Mm -hmm. of characters who can do better and you and you want him to but the uh he's one of the ones where he he has constantly failed i mean um uh, first season i forget how it was but he was complicit in and in, in one of the the major arcs that season with the the dude with the mustache mm-hmm. um second season i forget how it was how it went down but uh he essentially sentenced the guy to death by um death by gang letting yeah letting somebody know where they were um as far as i can tell he's i mean the the show's written him in as um they're divorced but he does want to be a dad i mean he's that they're not They've never shown any signs that he doesn't want to be there for Trixie, so they're they've always given us that to root for. But and and on top of that, they actually like they you remember in season three there they gave us all these little quirks with him doing improv and all the stuff that we we're supposed to like him for you know wanting to find himself and stuff like that. But yeah, it, like actionably, he's been pretty terrible a lot of times. Yeah, and you know I understand that they had like a a trajectory for for him, and they didn't have a lot of episodes to do it. Which is what I prefer, so I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I was glad that, that, that like both characters, both uh, Dan and Amina Deal, had separate big things going on in this season. But I love that there was like that little sliver at the very at the beginning, just that like little like, hey guys, we know that this is a thing, and uh, we are addressing it. Lantern hung, but they're about to be really busy. Where Amina Deal kind of shows up and goes, hey, I got his tickets to improv. And Dan's like, I'm not really doing that anymore. And it, yeah. that hurt, man, because I really love Dan and Amina Deal's relationship. I love that they were both doing improv. I, I, I loved all of that. Yeah, but I think it was a good cut. Uh, like, I think it, it was. was. They, that relationship was worth growing in the time they have. And instead of doing that stuff, that's the kind of thing that, like, when you're watching this episode and it's 22 fucking episodes long, hour-long episodes long a year that's the kind of relationship you have time for and you want to try to grow and you give it a few minutes and that's what you can serialize and get people to invest in the show with but fucking 10 episodes do your thing tell your story that's gotta go Mm-hmm. that was part of the fat that was part of the fat it was fat that i enjoyed it was i mean the fat it's fat man it tastes great Mm-hmm. but it, it when you want to get to the meat I love how these metaphors actually work in real nutrition. Um, <laughs> when you want to get to the actual meat, you got to tell your story. The procedural is that saturated fat. Yeah. <laughs> it's that nasty, bodily fat. Yeah. That's the cheese that's right there. No, you need you need a chicken breast, <laughs> which is the celestial storyline. Um, I actually really liked, I felt like it was a little fatty, but I really liked the Amina Deal and Linda have a baby storyline. I liked... Uh, I liked See, uh, that Amina Deal's sister playing, showing up. That was several seasons worth of development that I I enjoyed them. That should be part of the meat to me. 
I even I love that I kind of wanted to mean a deal like I was, for a minute I was like oh my god he took that baby to the Silver City that piece of shit yeah I was so pleased that he didn't yeah like it had me this this season had me on the edge of my seat dude yeah I was even I loved I love that now that Chloe is an actual believer and knows for certain that these things are real suddenly Ella is like doubting her faith loved all of that oh yeah I forgot about that story yeah that was good um I liked Ella she's and- coming into work hungover. Yeah, I liked Ella and Dan, like, getting down because they were just so messed up. Yeah, I mean, they were just, I mean, yeah. A lot of people have had that moment or that relationship or that night where it's just two two fucking broken people (laughs) just mm -hmm. trying to feel better for a couple hours. By the way, that that nudist episode, man, the nudist call. Yeah. <laughs> like, she turns around and Lucifer's just standing there with his, flo- his clothes perfectly folded and the belt hanging off where his dick would be. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, they, they tease a lot of Tom Ellis' uh, ass in, in this coming season. I think you did actually see a Tom Ellis' ass somewhere, didn't you? Oh, yes. Quite a few times. Yeah. A few times? Okay. But I was pretty pleased that they had Ella in there, too. I'm like, that's right. Represent. Represent for us who, who like a little lady ass sometimes. Like, I mean, you know, that's like, I'm fair. not a, I'm, you know, not a freak. Like, oh, yeah, it's time to, you know, touch myself or something. But, you know, I'm like, hmm, that's, that's pretty t- tastefully pleasant. Yeah. Um, I understand. It's <laughs> like, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't have to be, you know, lewd. Nothing grotesque. Nude doesn't have to be lewd. Yeah. Um, it's nothing more than you'd see in literally the New York Metropolitan Museum. And I did enjoy... Literally nothing more than you would see there. I did really like how they stepped it up just a little bit. Like, they didn't go so far as to be, like, dropping F-bombs and suddenly the show is not the show anymore. But, you know... In, oh, yeah. The, it would have f- been weird if it was suddenly, like, South Park with no bleeps. Yeah, and in, in the Fox show, you know, there would be times where, like, Dan would say, this is crap, and I'd be like, you would say, you would be saying bullshit. This and is bullshit, yeah. sure enough, Netflix, he's saying, no, that's bullshit. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> that's, that feels use good. It. Use it the way you would use it. That feels good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I liked a lot of that. Oh, here's a bit. Here's uh-huh. a bit. This actually made me cry, all right? Took me off guard. Amina Deal tells Chloe that her father is so proud of her. Oh, yeah, that got me too. And not even thinking about it, she goes, well, thanks, but my father's passed. And he just like looks at her very gently and says, I know. Yeah. And then she realizes what he means. What he means, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I've been to the Silver City. I'm, he's up no, there. I've, I know. I've, like, oh. I, I have previous, no, I, I've met him. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that really oh. got me too. Oh my gosh! Like her realization, just like they, and she played it really well. She did. Like she, she just like it's like this little, this very subtle burden of emotion hitting her. Um, very nicely done. And I liked it. Not only did I like that it was, it was a nicely done moment, and it was a, it was a really cool thing for her character. Like, and fucking those two played the shit out of that moment. But um, something that also hit me when I was watching that moment was in the context of what Chloe's gone through in the last several months, like she realizes that she's been BBFs with the actual devil. And like, not only has the hypothetical, you know, are are you a Christian or are you Jewish, whatever, all of the, is there an afterlife? Is there a God? All of that has become not a matter of faith, but a matter of, no, I've seen this with my own eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. See, it, it would be, I mean, it'd be a lot to be taken from one realm to the other alone. But <laughs> the, 
something that I loved was the idea that like, that's a lot to take in. And she's been like, in the meantime, she's got undercover shit with the Vatican and blah, 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 and blah, blah. And it hadn't even occurred to her yet that, you know, my, my father that I was, uh, you know, I, I, I loved my father and, and she hadn't even, it hadn't even occurred to her to ask. She hasn't had time for that. Mm-hmm. There's so much to take in with that concept that she has not even had time to deal with her actual family. And it, she kind of like, he kind of has to tell her, no, I remember the context of, <laughs> of the environment you live in now. Mm-hmm. I, I know. Yeah. I liked it. Cause there were people that, um, I saw this on TV time. Um, there were people that kind of were a little bit annoyed by her still not coming around. And I kind of thought, no, 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 hold on. You should have been annoyed with her not coming around because she was supposed to be a great detective for three seasons. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be annoyed with her not coming around in six months after seeing an actual demon with demon wings. That right. That's entirely different. Like, yes, she should have figured this out long ago. Mm -hmm. No, she should not be okay after knowing that it's true. (laughs) Right. Oh man. Ooh, you know what I really liked? Was that, uh, I I am all I am I often complain about how heavy-handed things like Supergirl are with social justice issues, uh-huh. and um, I really loved how much Amina Deal struggled with. You know, I mean, we've got this character who has brothers and sisters of many different races, mm-hmm. and he's struggling to figure out like what this kid is talking about about you know being targeted by the cops. Like, oh yeah, I and they didn't go so so hard with it that it was just like oh my gosh okay we get it but they just did it subtly enough because he was also dealing with like dude this kid didn't do anything yeah. and and now he's dead like and he's struggling with how to be a good father like trying to figure out like i loved all of that like it was so such a powerful episode and i cried when when that kid died yeah that was rough and i cheered when amina deal beat the shit out of that dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like that was just really well done, and it made me like sad that these writers weren't weren't doing this all along. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that it, there was a lot of this season that made me think that, but something it's, they it's had a the... lot like when 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 I watch Dollhouse, I go like, oh, damn, this is Joss Whedon should have been writing in short form on Buffy because there are a lot of filler episodes of Buffy where she's just fighting a big ass rubber snake or something. Yeah, and you're like, I I actually the one episode where she was fighting a giant rubber snake was pretty poignant the yeah, snake was terrible it was. but but that was yeah. a giant rubber snake. i think that was like the most egregious i can remember the, any of the villains looking where she's just like hitting a giant snake and he's just like rubbery and bouncing around right <laughs> but yeah uh there was a lot of filler there and and, yeah. and oh my gosh um but something this show uh had the potential to do and mm-hmm. as you point out they realized that potential uh i think to full effect was like Normally, when you talk about uh, an issue like that, when you when you talk about like how uh, you know minorities are treated in the and in, in the uh, from police, like you you normally are talking about it from a, a human's perspective, mm-hmm. which means you have to explain it through that human, which mm-hmm. means you have to tell that story over an extended period of time, which means you have to basically like you're going to lose people in several ways, like you're going <laughs> to like. You, you can over-explain, you can under-explain. At, at any point, someone can philosophically just jump off board. But you've got to tell your story through that person who is someone that we're supposed to be, be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. And while we can relate to somebody like Aminadil, um, he he gets to come at it from a different perspective. Yeah. Like, he gets to come at it from a perspective of this divine, we just, we made all of you and 
we don't even think like that and like they didn't have to do anything heavy-handed and that's why it was beautiful because it was all they only had to, all they had to do was show how shocked he was that this was even a thing yeah and it made the point mm-hmm it, it was really it was well, well done, done. Yeah. really well done yeah um god i can't believe i'm i'm doing so well with remembering what happened <laughs> i mean as you're bringing it up i'm i'm there but uh fuck um oh god but it has been a month and a half i think since i watched that show um and not that there's much may? to yeah uh, early may shit not that there's a whole lot to talk about in regards to this but i i, I do love linda and amina deal uh baby proofing the ceiling fan because their baby might have wings <laughs> that was cute that was oh i also kind of loved um it was a very real kind of thing like amina deal brings over a bunch of stuff and she kind of tells him uh how did they frame this conversation like he he comes to her office and she essentially tells him i really appreciate what you're doing but um it, but like between me and you this may not be this may not be where this is going mm-hmm. it was a very delicate conversation i enjoyed i enjoyed how they handled it but yeah it brought like a subtlety to it later that um i did enjoy later when you know and it was true like they were together they weren't blah 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 it, um throughout the series of the show it was it was i i like that they made it a little bit troubled up front mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of endeared me that he was so um I don't know. I've always loved him in a deal. He's always been one of the bright spots of the show, even when it was on a like a like a boring episode or something. He's always been one of the one of the highlights. But Oh yeah. Um how the the amount that he wanted to invest in this child was uh pretty endearing. I mean he he was <laughs> he was down day one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh let's see. Um I think we pretty much covered most of everything. Oh, we've forgotten one major thing. What was the oh him being oh I him him actually going back to hell? Oh yeah. Like I loved when he fully deviled out bow with his giant wings. Bow to your king. Oh. <laughs> that gave me fucking chills, man. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> that was amazing. Like the, like the story arc for Lucifer himself. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, the part we haven't talked about. Um, we did. Story, we glossed over it a little bit. Yeah, we've touched on it. But his actual arc, I mean, throughout the show, he starts wanting to just fuck off on his job. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of him kind of wondering what his purpose could, like, why and what and but a bunch of existential shit. And in this season, we finally get to see the payoff. Yeah. Um. He he does. He He goes to the extent of fuckery. With Eve, like just, I mean, trying, trying to lose this job and he just cannot get fired, you know, mm-hmm. and then gets to see a what happens when he goes too far on Earth. B, what happens when some of his demons get loose because he wasn't uh, keeping track of them like he should have. Um, <laughs> by the way, I love the priest being one of the demons that comes in and fucks off on him. Yeah. And then he's like, he like he's talking about the guy sounds like a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a good turn but it finally like the show kind of really showed us like no you he has somebody has to do this and uh like one of the last uh, maybe the last shot in the show was just like him sitting on this throne with his devil face content knowing that he needs to be ruling this place for the for the greater good yeah I, it was uh like if the show had ended there i, I would have thought fuck that 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 was a a good bit sense. of yeah. yeah. I mean he he's he's gone through his little phase. He knows his purpose. He he's not blaming God necessarily anymore. He 
I mean, he's maybe not thanking him, but he knows what he needs to do. And there was a great moment with Chloe at the end of the show where he basically, or the end of the season, where he uh, basically, they have a moment where she kind of, uh, they have a moment where Chloe basically says, like, I know who you are and I, I still love you. And he's like, I know who I am too now and I can't stay here. Um, mm-hmm. And that was actually pretty heartbreaking. I, I really enjoyed that moment. It was, yeah. after all the will they, won't they stuff, that was pretty uh, fulfilling, I guess. I know. You know what it reminded me of, though? It reminded me of that uh, that scene from the first Spider-Man from Tobey Maguire, you know, yeah. and he's like, he tells Mary Jane he, he can only be friends. He can only offer friendship. And, I was, you know, you're like, no, <laughs> but she's Mary Jane. <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. But yeah. That's what it, it reminded it, me of. That's, I mean, that's about right. Like it, he, she finally gets to a point where she understands, she accepts and she loves all at the same time, which is kind of what the show's been teasing the entire time it's been airing. And then he is simultaneously at the point where he understands, he accepts, and he loves, but he's got to do this other job. Yep. And it makes you wonder, like, next season, they covered that much ground in 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. They've oh got my 10 God. more. They've got 10 more, and then they're out. They could cover so much more. What do you want to see in the, ten, in, 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 in the, in the last 10 episodes? Uh, God and Lilith. I want to see Lilith. I want to see God. I want him, I want him to be played by Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Again. That would be perfect. Um, um, he's already been voiced by God in, in that what if episode. Yeah. Um, I want to see the introduction, the, the introduction of the endless and I want that to carry over into Sandman. Yeah. And Netflix is playing with Sandman right now. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, well, not playing with, they're doing Sandman. They are doing Sandman. It's, it's funny. I listened to an interview with Neil Gaiman yesterday and he was talking about a, uh, a secret project he's working on that he can't talk about. And I'm thinking, I know what it is. <laughs> It was kind it of a Sandman. It was like a month ago. So, but yeah, man, I, uh, I'd love to, I, I won't lie. I would love to see Constantine pop up and just by the bring way, Matt Ryan in for a second. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> and there's no reason it, it, it couldn't happen. And, and the fact is they're doing crisis on infinite earths uh, coming mm-hmm. up. So if, like, if you just brought him in somewhere, you could still consolidate that later mm-hmm. and not ever have to worry about it again. Mm hmm. I mean, I, I want to see Matt Ryan show up. Like, as much as I have not enjoyed Swamp Thing so far, if they said, hey, we're going to renew it, but we're going to bring in Constantine, I'll be like, all right, do it. Do it. <laughs> well, no. Matt Ryan's become like the queen of spades, man. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can throw that fucker and win any hand. It's it's fantastic. Like, how do you not want to see Tom Ellis and freaking John Constantine show up together somewhere? And <laughs> But, and I should point out one. Uh, I would love to see that too. Uh, if Tom Ellis's Lucifer and Matt Ryan's Constantine show up somewhere, they're fucking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Those two are fucking. No, you know what? I, you know what? Like, I I'd be a little disappointed if they didn't. If if someone gave me the option, I would not renew Constantine and bring more Constantine into the world. What I would do, however, uh, would be a, a team up series called called uh, Constantine and Kipling, and it would be Willby Kipling. Played by Mark Shepard and Matt Ryan playing John Constantine. Oh, that'd be something. And it'd be like a supernatural 1970s buddy cop show almost. <laughs> no, it'd literally be supernatural. <laughs> no, it'd just it would be, be way better. <laughs> supernatural 2.0. Oh my god! I get behind it. Um, a lot of what I want to see in next season, though. Like, I would love some of the crossovers would be amazing. But what I really want to see is. Um, like Lucifer has to find his way back to these people. Mm-hmm. He he left 
he left the entire universe of his show behind in the last few moments of his show. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 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 in hell, and he knows the reason he's in hell, and now they've got to find a reason for him to to leave. Mm-hmm. And he's gone. You have all these other characters. The show's named Lucifer. It's Tom Ellis' show. We know that. Um, I loved actually hearing like Tom Welling even say, um, because he Tom Welling has been the lead of a show. Um, he enjoyed visiting the set. Like he enjoyed being there f- for the time he was there because he, you know, got to go to the set and kind of see like what kind of it was. It was fun to hear him talk about like when you're on a set, there's a certain tone and a mood. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Tom Ellis, it was all like we're we're having fun here. Same way I've heard on this is all on like inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. Um, same way I've heard Stephen Amell talk about you know when I when I go to visit the flash and do a crossover with them. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun when you come to my set, it's kind of more like we're here to do business. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a, uh, there's a story. Jesus um, Christ. I think a helicopter is on top of my house right now. I hear it. That's crazy. Good God. I mean, I, I live like 12 miles from an airport, but good God. Yeah. There's, there's a story where they alarms were alarms uh, literally went off. There are car alarms going off. Jeez. Jesus Christ. I don't know what just <laughs> happened there. Um, I can't control that. Yeah, it'll be all right. So there's a there's an old story though that um, back when Sheldon Leonard was trying to recruit uh, Andy Griffith for for the Andy Griffith show, he was trying because Andy Griffith, remember, was a uh, he was a film actor at this point. He, he was, was a movie star. You know, he was yeah, he was a movie. He was a movie star and and, uh, and, the movies, and a comedian yeah. and a comedian. Yeah. yeah, and they wanted him to do his like really super southern comedy shtick as, as a character on a show for a TV series. So they built it into uh, Make Room for Daddy or the Danny Thomas show, as it was called at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, season seven. Uh, Danny meets Andy Griffith. And while they were there filming that episode, Andy was trepidatious. He was like, because everyone was running around screaming at everybody and it was just chaos. <laughs> and Andy tells Sheldon Leonard, he's like, I don't know if I really want to do this. This is awful. Like, I don't, TV is terrible. <laughs> and Sheldon Leonard said, "Oh no, don't 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 be confused here. That this is like this set is this way because Danny Thomas is this way. Danny Thomas runs around screaming at everybody and freaking out. So they in turn run around and freak out and scream at each other. You don't have to run it that way." So when Andy went, finally decided to do his show, he was like pretty calm and laid back, and it was apparently a pretty chill set, honestly. Yeah. So everybody that worked there was like, yeah, time to go to work. No problem. Yeah. He was just like, I, we are not doing this, that we're not doing Danny Thomas show. That is ridiculous. We're kind of worked out for everybody that he saw that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, a, that's a real thing. Oh, um, the helicopter really, uh, screwed up my thoughts. But, yeah. um, before that, what I was saying before I got sidetracked by, uh, apparently how the set, uh, set life is, but, mm-hmm. uh, They've got to get back to Earth somehow. So they've, to me, completely justified Tom Ellis sitting on that throne at the end of that season. Mm-hmm. And now they've got to make a reason that he comes back. And I, it feels like there are a few ways to do that. But one of them is going to be you have to make so much trouble for some of the characters that you're uh, you're already attached to that maybe he comes back as a result of it. Yeah. That'd be a little bit of like a, a you know... A, putting somebody in the fridge kind of situation, yeah. I guess might be a little boring. He just comes running in. Chloe and Dan are st- sitting there. He's like, your kids, we have to do something about your kids. Yeah. It's yeah. Trixie. 
<laughs> what does she grow up to be an asshole <laughs> sorry back to the future let's just say i'm about to meet her again in another <laughs> way i i don't know i mean i i don't they've got to do something to get him back and it one of the things that was most compelling about this season was that ending because it feels like they've got to get him back that way somehow and it feels like they've got to get bigger mm-hmm. they've they've got to i mean fucking we've got 10 they, episodes i wouldn't mind if they issued procedural altogether and just did straight up epic serialized here's lilith here's the endless here's all of these crazy things i mean i'm really hoping they brought they bring in the endless and all that just just as a transition to what they're doing and then we can see tom ellis again because i mean as much as we've been bored with we haven't hated this show we've just been bored with mm-hmm. it yeah um as much I as we've see been the bored end times. with it that's what and I want to say here. I understand. But as much as we've been bored with it, Tom Ellis has not been part of the reason we've been bored. No. no. In a lot of this cast, even, is not even the reason we've been bored with it. It's just they haven't been doing anything with the story. No. I've, yeah, I've been fine with the cast for the most part, yeah. I think. I can't like, think there of any moments I've had, here and I've there where we're like, eh, I mean, I don't know. But it's it's been, to me, it's been no one's fault except the direction the show was going mm-hmm. and the speed at which it was going. <laughs> The speed is probably the more important part because they have been telling a story. It's just we started this in what, 2016? I mean, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like we, we, it, it took a fucking minute. So it's gotten somewhere. We just want it to go faster. It's finally going faster. And it seems like they're at a point where he, with his level of acceptance, we, they've got to go big. That's what I'm excited about. I think they have to go big. And I think they're willing to now. Because mm-hmm. you remember, like, naively and we i mean we we were pretty harsh on them that these producers left the cliffhanger in season three as like we're gonna leave a cliffhanger and hopefully they'll renew us no they're not that's never worked didn't work for joss whedon how do you think it's gonna work for you Mm -hmm. um that that was that was really really dumb that was that was a bad call Mm-hmm. They got lucky, and they're in an environment now where there's a streaming service that can house the show and was willing to take it up because they only need a few million and they can afford it. Yeah. But, I mean, if they were on traditional network television, we would not be having this conversation right now. Oh, yeah. No, no. fucking way. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they had the ability to actually, I, I mean, really, they got lucky. <laughs> That's what it, my interpretation of events, they got lucky. But they, 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 like, they left us with the cliffhanger. They got lucky. They got their season. Mm-hmm. And then now they're being told it's your last season. This is all we're going to do. I don't think the the showrunners are incapable of telling a story. I just didn't like how they were telling it. But yeah. now that they're being told, this is it, buddy. I think they're capable of telling us a good story. So I think season five is going to be a good thing. Yeah, dude, if season five is any anywhere near what season four was, I'm buying this whole series on Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't like Season me. four has made it worth it. Yeah. I mean, there were times in seasons one through three that you, you saw glimmers of like, no, this could be a good show. Mm-hmm. They would just stop fucking around for 40 out of the 55 minutes, some episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this time they, 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 yeah, this time they really did it. They buckled down. It was, and it was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, funniest line of the season when, oh. uh, when they were asked, uh, when, <laughs> When Lucifer was asked if he bit the heads off of children, he says, oh, no, I can't even stand the little buggers. I don't want to put one in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, 
it, it remained funny and it just it kicked it up a notch, man, it, or, or several notches in my mind. Uh, really became a much more cohesive, um, captivating show. Yeah, this season remained funny is something that's that's a that's a good point. It it always was a show yes. that was capable of humor and good at it when it wanted to. Mm-hmm. And this season didn't uh, didn't lose that. I will say though, still the best episode is Linda's ex husband in hell. Oh, that that still made it. Yeah. <laughs> That was one of the moments where, like, watching week to week, that was one of the episodes where you kind of thought, like, man, why? This is what you're capable of. Like, why would you not do that every time? Mm hmm. This is like, or what if Lucifer was Black that. Mirror? <sighs> yeah, think, pretty much. Yes. And you have that. You literally have heaven and hell at your disposal. Mm hmm. And you're solving a crime in LA. <laughs> you're doing a morality tale. Why? Like why? <laughs> it it and it, you probably it, you I think me and you have talked about this, but like it was one of those shows where when it was canceled and Neil Gaiman was annoyed about it, we both kind of thought, why? Why are you a master storyteller annoyed mm-hmm. about this product not being on the shelf anymore? Like they're not doing anything even close to what you're capable of. Like they they're not touching the hem of your of your robe man <laughs> they're not mm-hmm. i i guess he saw the potential and knew where they wanted to go i i have to believe that because yeah. after this well, season there's some sense of like oh no this 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 is closer to a neil gaiman story well that's the other thing is though he also understands that it's on american television and when you're on a network in american television that means you have to have a bunch of filler episodes and it has to all kind of be like somewhat unserialized so that they can throw it in syndication and run it 50 million times a day without anyone blinking or wondering what happened. Yeah. Like him and Ricky Gervais are just like, well, that's how it is. Yeah. And I, I do wonder if, I wonder how much he thinks that part of his cancellation was just due to his, you know, to American conservatism and being worried about the devil stuff. No, I don't think so at all. Like, you they, don't think so? No. I. It, this show had a surprising amount of viewers mm-hmm. from day one. It, it did. And I'm I putting mean, that in the context of, say, God, the Devil, and Bob, mm-hmm. which made it uh, three or four episodes uh, in the South, made it a few episodes more anywhere else, and then made it, I think, 11 episodes or something. Um, yeah. That was a funny show. And the weird part was, I have that DVD somewhere. It's 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 a really good show. Mm-hmm. It was, it was uh, A, it was a really good show. B, it was, it was not actually blasphemous. Just people, especially from the region we're in, we're not willing to have some Jerry Garcia looking fucking God. Mm-hmm. It wasn't blasphemous so much as it was sacrilegious. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, the show itself was a morality play. And mm-hmm. the, the whole deal was there was the God. There was, there was God trying to do right. There was the devil trying to corrupt. And there was Bob trying to do the right thing. It was a morality play. That was all. All I'll tell you what it was nothing I, different from two thousand years ago, when, or not two thousand. It was it was nothing different from several hundred years ago at least when you had uh, Greek morality plays. It was. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you this. All I re- really remember the thing that stuck out to me about that show was an episode where <laughs> the devil hires Martha Stewart to redecorate hell, and she winds up taking over hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty it, funny. It just made so much sense. At the time, Martha Stewart was just everywhere. No matter what story you went into, like her face was just all over the place. Uh, oh, of yeah. Of course. Of course she would take over Hill. Mm-hmm. 
I loved it though. And it was like two years later, she went to jail for a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, it was a fun time. Yeah. I need to rewatch God, the devil and Bob. It's really good. I learned you that DVD. <laughs> really surprisingly good show. Oh yeah. I mean, but, I remember like there was outrage at the time. Oh yeah. And this is what? Like early aughts. Um, I, I don't even think it was early aughts too. I think it was like late nineties. Late nineties. We'll call it 2000, give or take five years. Um, Complete outrage. And then I think now we're at a point where... Um, 2000, yeah. March of 2000. 2000. Okay. Um, it, it, we're at a point... Oh, no, I remember that. Yeah, because I was in high school, and I remember specifically watching the premiere of God, the Devil, and Bob instead of Family Guy and thinking, I have to make a choice here. <laughs> Decisions must be made. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like trying to flip back to Family Guy during the commercials of God, the Devil, and Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God, we're old. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like I think again, we're old. I, I think people have gotten a little bit past that. I mean, you can, you can talk to people who can have, uh, extremely conservative views on a lot of things, but I, I mean, I, I talk to people all the time, have constri- extremely conservative views on a lot of things and enjoy Lucifer as a show because there's a little bit more of an idea that st- stuff on TV is just stuff on TV. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes sense. Like we, I mean, you got to realize also like this medium has only been around for 70 years. So for the first 40, 50 years of that, it all seemed very meaningful. And now there's this uh, slightly kind of postmodern feel to it where, I mean, yeah, it's just on TV. Don't worry about it. It's just a show. I mean, yeah, there's still a lot of outrage about shows and what they say and blah, blah, blah. And, but, but that's a lot of people's take on, on, on the matter. Like mm-hmm. the idea of being able to mount a show called Lucifer where Lucifer is maybe a good guy or an antihero at least. Um, yeah, that that doesn't sound too crazy. Yeah, I mean he got blowback, but you know what doesn't these days? It's gonna get blowback, but there's we have the internet now. I mean you didn't get blowback in things thirty years ago because it took a lot of time to write a letter and buy write a letter, buy an envelope, buy a stamp, send mm-hmm. it in, all that it, blowback. And then somebody had to actually care and report it. Right, blowback was. Hard to achieve. Now, blowback takes 15 seconds in a tweet. Mm-hmm. It's different. People are more accepting in certain ways. This show has a chance. We And next next season, whenever they decide to do that, because, by the way, between season three and four, it took fucking forever. Um, like, it was definitely not at the normal timing of that show. No. Um, yeah. But by the time they get around to it, probably next May, based on when they did this one. Oh, yeah. plenty, plenty of time for them to really play with the story of heaven and hell. Yeah, an EP says that they're going to make every moment count, so I got my fingers crossed, man. Yeah. I, look, they did this season. They were very, very few moments. I, uh, As I said, I watched the season in uh, three little stints, and I mm-hmm. every... <laughs> all right, the first two little stretches, uh, like it was released in May, and like I'd find time on a Friday night finally to sit down and, and just watch. And like the first two times I binged it... Um, I, I pretty much had to look up at the clock and go, oh, fuck, I got to go sleep mm-hmm. and turn it off and come back. And then the last time I watched it, I didn't even realize it was the last episode. I was I was so immersed. I It got to the end and I went, oh, God, seriously? <sighs> yep. All right. I'll see you next year. Yeah. Well, that's all I've got on it, man. Yeah. yeah anything else? <laughs> all all right. right. Well, hey, we surprised you guys, maybe. If you, well, if you don't listen to the main show, we've mentioned it several times on the main show that we have been enjoying it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
hopefully uh, the Lucifer fans who listen to our show have finally been like, oh, God, finally. <laughs> yeah. They're not shitting on it. We have spent a lot of time shitting on the show. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's great, though, is that, you know, so often we shit on the show and it was like 15 minutes, five minutes, a five-minute show of us shitting on the show. Yeah. And now, like... We've had, like, nine-minute Lucifer episodes. Yeah, and now we like it, so it's an hour-long show of us gushing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, again, thank you to our patrons. Thank pa- you. Patreon.com slash DC on screen, if you want to be one of them. We love you. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I just sort of want to cuddle up next to you, whisper in your ear. Oh, I wouldn't do that to them. It's almost what they pay not to have. <laughs> security that we won't try to cuddle them anyway. all right um <laughs> you know what you become a patron we guarantee you we won't try to cuddle any of you unless you ask for it in that case i'm up for it yeah my beard is scratchy but it gives good back rubs my beard's not even all that scratchy it's kind of kind of softish <laughs> you got an eight month old she'd cuddle up right next to mine yeah well uh dconscreen.com for all of our episodes Including our, you know, crossover episodes. And that's all free. Just, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. We don't give a shit. Go listen mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. They're there. They're there. You know, a lot of our, our listens, a huge chunk of our listens come from just back catalog. And that's how it is now because we have like 556 episodes. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this a minute. <laughs> For a minute. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like I'm recommending Lucifer now. So go to Netflix and watch it, I guess. If you haven't, here's how, <laughs> here's how deep the resentment was. I want you to get to this point, Dave. Mm-hmm. Season four was that good. Just recommend Lucifer. Just go for it. We'll see. Uh, just I, I, just go for it. I, we'll see. We'll we'll see with season five if it ends as if if it was as good as this season. Oh, I'll like be like, four. if it it if it ended with season four's ending, I'd be happy with the show. Yeah, I'd be like, damn it. Okay, it was 70-something episodes. Last two seasons are phenomenal. It was a cookie. Go for it. Yeah. I'm going to uh, tell you, it's it's a... It's a slog for a minute, but... Yeah. There's enough. There's enough there. It's 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 a hike. You're going to be exhausted when you get to the end, but... And it's... Good that, view. That, that's the thing. It's not even a slog. It's not a slog like, you know, Swamp Thing is a slog for me, you know, or Krypton is a slog for me right now. Like, they're just boring shows to me right now. And... Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to fix that, but it's not like you're falling asleep during these old episodes of Lucifer either. Like the first three seasons of Lucifer is just annoying with, you know, I mean, it's like sitting down. It's like, you know how you sit down and it's not necessarily appointment viewing, but you sit down to get your oil changed and you're in the little lobby and you, they just have a law and order on. Mm, yeah. You want to see how it ends. Yeah. But you also pretty much know how it's going to end. Yeah. You've already seen the butler. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. oh, the one guy who had three lines, he was the killer. <laughs> yeah. Not the guy who's the obvious suspect or the lady who's the secondary suspect. It's got to be the butler who always hated that guy for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I get that. I just... He pissed on the toilet seat too often and the butler had to continually clean it up. Here's the best recommendation I should give. <laughs> I can give to it. That was good. Here's the best recommendation I can give. Put it on in the background. Hmm. You'll enjoy it. Do your laundry watching Lucifer. Yeah, that's a good call. The show is funny enough episode to episode that you're going to, you know. You're going to click the next episode. You're going to enjoy yourself for the most part. Draw, do your dishes, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, there's scarcely an act you can perform in normal human life at this point. Mm-hmm. 
without being able to watch a show while you're doing it. Yeah. And I encourage that. Your brain should be able to multitask. I say go for it. Put on a podcast. Learn something. That's Not right. ours. We don't learn anything here. Put on something that's educational. No. Put 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 ours on. <laughs> but but I would wager that you're gonna suddenly find yourself sitting when you get to season four. Mm-hmm. And instead of watching it on your phone, you're gonna probably transfer it to your smart TV and watch it there instead. Yeah. You may you may even find yourself making food to sit down and watch it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first three seasons you're gonna you're gonna skim through. I mean, you may find yourself yourself sitting down to watch Tom Ellis and Tom Welling on the screen together in season three, and I can't blame you. Those are two very attractive men. But season four, when the story gets deep, you're gonna make a bowl of popcorn. You're gonna sit down and watch fucking Lucifer. And, and you're you may do find yourself. <laughs> Oh, that's actually a good, that's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, sorry. For All right. To yearn, to, Singular to, for you. anyone too young, he's referencing David Byrne. Please look it up. It will do you a lot of good. It will. It's one of the parts of the 80s that I, I didn't dislike. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doing a disservice. It's one of the parts of the 80s that was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you like me, disliked a lot of the '80s because of the hair metal and and how much it took over the culture. Uh, please look up the Talking Heads. Please. Talking Heads. Please David Byrne. Look Bird. up the Talking yeah. Heads. Do that. All right. Let's bounce. You ready? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no news this week because we are they're actually doing San Diego Comic Con right now, so we'll talk about all that next week. Oh, some fun and, stuff. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff is happening already. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. Oh, sorry. I'm excited to talk to you about it. I will get this right one day. <laughs> singular. Singular. You are Just, one I'm person, excited audience. I'm to talk about it. I don't know. You are one person, audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv.